Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Comedy Hour here. It's amateur night at the JC and Bill Sportscast. And uh, coming onto the stage now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, JC and Bill here. And uh, this is actually a rare episode because we actually have a guest with us. And once again, it's on JC's side. So, so I'm 2 and old. Hey, that's all right. We'll see. We're gonna we're gonna get Bill's dad on here one day, and we're gonna talk some old time oh, baseball yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm we definitely for... are. Yeah. So we have Dan with us. Yep. And let me tell you something about my brother Dan. <laughs> he drove all the way up here from Airdrie, Alberta, come and drink and watch some football. <laughs> and if you're not down. With the old Danner. We got two words for you. Please listen. <laughs> um, actually, we, we got a good show here this week because uh, along with our usual talk of football, baseball, hockey, a little bit of basketball, we're actually going to bring up a wrestling discussion on this one, which I can't wait because I'm still trying to think in my mind of my answer. So... We'll probably save that for the end of the show. Yeah, uh, and what we're doing after we watch the uh, we watch the Trump debate. So what I'm going to do is for the last little bit is I'll be the moderator and I'll draw up a couple questions. Oh, please! I I, I need a moderator actually. And you guys will each have two minutes to discuss it, and then we'll debate of what you know like. And there's I got a few topics, but one will be the. Favorite wrestling moments and stuff. Okay. I, I, I promise. I promise not to act like President Trump during this debate. And and Dan will not act like like I'll, Biden. I'll yeah, I'll answer the question that is asked of me. Right. Yeah. Not go off on a tangent about. <laughs> Who's the greatest wrestler of all time? Well, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. That's all I got to say about that. Actually, I'd, I'd actually agree with you on the Drew Brees question. He is a great quarterback. Thank you. Well, the debate's going to be funny if you guys agree. <laughs> All right. Let, let's get into uh, some some actual topics that uh, are not debate-worthy. Uh, we'll start in the NHL. Uh, free agency has started. Uh, Vancouver got a great goalie. You guys got like the I think the best goalie in the league today in Braden Holpe. Yeah, and the Calgary Flames got a really great goaltender and not one of the top goaltenders in Markstrom. He went that way out out east from Vancouver. Braden mm -hmm. Holpe to help with us to uh, keep Demko in the expansion draft. Mm -hmm. As you all know, Seattle's coming in next year, so they're going to have the expansion draft at the end of this hockey season. Yep. Signed Hopi to a two-year contract, so very, very cheap anyways, and they can expose him to the draft. Yep. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with having him there. I think he's going to do well. Well, I mean, you got a very good playoff goalie in Hopi. I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand. Um when he helped the Capitals get to the Stanley Cup. And, I mean, was I sad that he left? Yes. But 
but I think he's going to a good place. Vancouver's a good young team. You know, they were in the playoffs. And, I mean, you guys were close. Yeah, you guys were close to the conference finals last year or this past season. So, losing game seven and Demko got in the Knights, Golden Knights heads, and they they said they couldn't score in the next series because of those three games that Demko played. They went, we didn't, we were just trying to be too fine. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how one goaltender can turn a whole a whole playoff around. Yeah. And then the Capitals signed the King Henry Lundqvist to a one year deal. Yeah, that was a good signing. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Lundqvist brings a lot of experience to the team. Um, you already have Ovechkin. You have Backstrom right there. Um, Lundqvist is, at 38, I think still a very good goalie, um, very dependable. And it'll be interesting to see how things go, I, I think, on a lot of ends. But I think the first day or so, the theme has been get yourself a new goalie, and some good goalies have been, you know, they've got themselves a job. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to do well in Washington, I think. You know, new scenery. He was kind of getting run out the door in New York, and mm-hmm. it's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Watch how he does there in Washington, right? Oh, yeah. He's going to stick it to the Rangers as much as he can. Well, we get them four times a year, so. Yeah, or maybe, or maybe ten times a year this year, depending on the NHL system. <laughs> well, I'm actually I'm glad you brought that up, JC, because that was something I wanted to talk about, was the target date for when the next season starts. And I really hope they go through with this. And I would applaud them for this. New Year's Day. Is their target date to start the the the, the twenty one season? Yep. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's also a hockey fan. I'll try to get him on at some point. Okay. And I said to him, if the NHL season's going to start, it's got to start New Year's Day, because if the college football you know, the college football bowl season is messed up. What a perfect time for the NHL to just, pardon the pun, slide into New Year's Day, take over that spot and be like, hey, we're playing on New Year's Day. Come watch us. Exactly. That's a, a Friday night. Yeah. I know. Uh, three, three-day weekend. Yep. Three-day weekends. So, Mr. Bettman... I doubt you're listening, but if you are, and if you do move in to New Year's Day, bravo. Bravo. Yeah, so speaking of Batman, you got booed during the Stanley Cup. <laughs> when he came out to issue the Stanley Cup. Well, he does every year. So yeah, yeah so pretty they much. Back, I some booing for him. So nice. He was, he was expecting it. Just like the well, you know. <laughs> I don't think you can... You can make it that loud, but the NFL has told their home teams that you can up the ante on the decibels for home home noise now. Mm-hmm. There is no limit, I believe, now. Oh, geez. So I think they should go to the limit of what the of what it was in the you know what do you average? average? The average, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, 
hundred, nine, hundred, ten. Yeah. Jacksonville, five, nine, ten, twelve. <laughs> five. You know. They got fans in Jacksonville. Um, that should be interesting. I mean, there are going to be some stadiums that are going to take advantage of that more than others. Kansas City, like the first one I could think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's a loud stadium. Oh, it is. It's one of the top two, right, between them and Seattle, and they keep yeah. battling each other. Yeah. So, and you know, next year there's going to be, next year when a full, all the Fans are well back in the stands. I think you're going to see a competition between the two cities again. Mm-hmm. So be louder. And it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That's a year away as long as we can get through this NFL season. Well, let's talk about it because this, since the last episode that we did, uh, <laughs> we've had a Sunday game get moved to Monday night. Yeah. And then we've had another Sunday game get moved to Monday. And then we've had a Sunday game get moved to Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Tuesday isn't it? afternoon football. Who doesn't want that? I know. Are you ready for some Tuesday? And I'm just hoping there's a Wednesday game so we don't have to find something to do. Oh. <laughs> And speaking of that Tuesday night game between the Bills and Titans, we will now have a Saturday night football game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Oh, because they're moving. Because they can't. Game. They have to have four days. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting football every day of the week for the next few weeks. <laughs> you know, no complaints here. Yeah. And top that off, there could be a Week 18 for if there is something that happens and they need to push some teams back. We could see a week 18, which I didn't believe we discussed that that on the last podcast. Yeah. That the playoffs could be pushed back because they mm-hmm. have everything set up for all of February to push everything back. They need to. And the NFL <laughs> will get their, their season in. They will get their playoffs done. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, I think, well, this week, uh, more Titans people came out saying they tested positive. Uh, the Jets came out, said they test, they had a couple people test positive. And then today, the Chiefs and the Bears had positive tests. However, it is not of, like, star players. With the Chiefs, or with the Bears, I know it's people on the practice squad. And in the Chiefs, I think it's somebody in, like, their office that has tested positive. Yeah, and if someone on the practice squad or the offices tests positive, there should be no way the players get it if they're following all the protocols properly. And after Tennessee's debacle last week of practicing unauthorized practice, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to wait for the punishment. That punishment's going to be huge. Here's Here's what I think the NFL should do. And I'm being totally serious about this. I think the last team standing, the last team that has tested positive for COVID should be given the Lombardi trophy. (laughs) I mean, come on, let's think about it. We've had the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bears, the Jets, the Patriots. That's five teams out of the mix. So 
Yeah, under one. under one. under my NFL, the last team that's tested positive wins the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy. We call it the season. I like it. Can you imagine Russell Wilson could actually get an MVP vote? He'd be driving by everybody's house. What are they doing? Him? What, what's going on in there? Wait a minute. You guys violating something? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, good. Okay, I, I, I'm, and I'm also glad you brought up Russell Wilson. Because through the first four weeks, uh, MVP discussions already going off. Obviously, Russell Wilson's name is at the top of the list. But there's also Aaron Rodgers, who I think is in right now in consideration. Both those two. Definitely. Wilson is just playing lights out right now. He cannot be touched. He really cannot. Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder. And that chip is the Packers used a draft pick on a quarterback in the first round. And that yep. just got him so mad. That he's like, okay, you're going to draft the future? Well, I'm going to make him wait. I'm going to show you I still got it. And look at what he's doing. He's just, I mean, the, the points that the Packers have scored has been absurd. And let me let me pull yep. it up real quick. Um, all right, here we go. Let me pause. I'm gonna. The video is gonna. There we go. First four games: 43, 42, 37, 30. Those are how many points they have scored each game in their first four games. Yeah. And yeah, it's incredible what he's doing with with what little talent he has. Mm -hmm. But you gotta remember. One of those games had Aaron Jones go off for like 60-some thousand fantasy points in week two. <laughs> yeah. It was phenomenal, right? Yeah, he had like 200 all-purpose yards or something. Four mm -hmm. like It was phenomenal, right? But it's going to come down to those two, Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. Rodgers, and Wilson. Yeah. Cause... Right, who's going to who make the least amount of mistakes going forward? Whose team's going to keep winning? All right, injuries, COVID. It's going to be. It's going to come down to yeah, exactly. Who's who's the most healthiest, right? And, for this year. And no, and no disrespect to the Lamar Jackson fans, but after last week's game with Washington, I saw a bit of him being an actual human than a machine last week. Yeah. Because he threw an interception. And he hadn't thrown an interception in a very, very long time. And I think his knee was bothering him during the week. So I'm, I'm wondering if the machine is starting to break down a little bit. Well, and we discussed, right, when you're a running quarterback, you're going to, you know, when you take those hits and you keep doing, you're going to end up breaking down. Mm -hmm. Right, look at RG3. He broke down. And he broke down yeah. very quickly. Oh, that that is like the perfect example. You know, I think it was in his first year. Yeah. They played Seattle, so they both got drafted. My, yep. I remember having this talk with my dad years ago. He has always blamed Mike Shanahan 
for what happened to RG3. If he had pulled him out early in that playoff game against the Seahawks when we were up 14-0, maybe RG3 still a starting quarterback. Yeah. And then it's a good RG3. It is. Yeah. I mean, and he was playing on a pretty nasty turf as well. Oh, God. that Our field is so pathetic. Well, it seems like a lot of the uh, the NFC East turfs are heating <laughs> up players. <laughs> I'm going to say there's actually been a discussion that about the player association saying, okay, you need to start looking at the turfs, looking at the grass. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I mean, they used to play on baseball fields mm-hmm. where they sometimes have the mounds and the, and the bases covered. Yeah. And you're running down there all of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's the base. I mean, let's think about some of the older stadiums from 40, 50 years ago that some of the teams played on that were baseball and football stadiums. And you could see, like, you could joke around and be like, oh, the quarterback ran into the pitching mound. It's a first down. Or, oh, there's third base, you know. And and, and eventually we've evolved from that. But I think... Then, because I did hear something about the players wanting all the stadiums to have real grass, not turf anymore. Um, I I would be okay with that, for the most part, if they could find a way. Except in January, when you're playing in New England, or you're playing in Buffalo, or you're playing in a place where you can't grow grass. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's obvious to us that you know stuff here dies in October, and it's right. done. Yeah, and then it gets, I mean, you put it this way, right? You got the grass, unless they have like the heating coils going underneath, which they've done for the turf. I mean, you have to do it for the grass. I can't see the grass wanting 100 degrees underneath it to keep it warm. Mm-hmm. Can't water it. So, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, the southern states can do it, but you can even do it in in the, the place like the Superdome, where it's got no no retractable roof. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to do. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Especially in the inside. I'll maybe do what the Blue Jays did with the Rogers Center, and they actually dug up the concrete, and they actually made a third infield. So, you can maybe, if there's concrete, you can dig it all up, make it a third, make it something like that that's soft, then put the turf over top of it. But on that, there's not, there's not much you can do for most of the stadiums. I think if you have... Uh, a tractable roof, like Minnesota does, and Houston and Dallas. I think you might be able to get away with that. But to your case, like the Superdome, there's no way you could do it. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be like, Drew Brees, game's over. Can you take your turf from grass and take it outside, please? He would do that. <laughs> he would. Would Michael Thomas do that? Michael Thomas no, would Michael be Thomas like, no, I got more touchdowns on the morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, well, there's a coaching vacancy if the new head coach of the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien was fired this week. No longer the coach and general manager. Yeah, I oh, guess you yeah. kind of can't blame each other when you're when you're both. It's about two yeah. years, in my opinion. Yep. And why is that, Dan? Look at all the 
decisions he's made. Mm-hmm. Like, like, sure, you need you need a left tackle, but mortgaging three years of draft picks to get one, not too smart. Trading DeAndre Hopkins for a running back past his prime. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't even consider Laramie Tunzel like a franchise tackle. And I don't know. I don't know the draft picks exactly, but wasn't it like two first? And two oh seconds? yeah, it was. It was like highway robbery for the Cardinals. Like, like honestly, if if you look right now at mock drafts next year, like Miami could get the first two picks. Like, <laughs> and they'll trade out of it because they already got Tua. Like, like Miami could set up their franchise with that one trade. They could like if they do it right, they could trade both picks. Really, I mean, obviously, nice quarterback and probably a pass rusher there. So there's there's some great players next year in the top five. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm just looking at where the Dolphins would be right now. They would have this is according to CBS Sports in their mock draft. They would have the fifth and the seventh pick in the draft if the yeah, season yeah. were to end right now. Right, right. Because there's a lot of bad teams right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, is Sean Watson running for his life? He doesn't know who to throw to anymore. And that's a shame because he's such a good quarterback. That team was a good team last year. They're up twenty-four nothing in Kansas City. Yeah. Like, like. You had him. You had him. And Kelsey and Andy Reid, but like, are you kidding me? Twenty-four nothing. Like that game should be over. Mm-hmm. They've blown a few leads though. Or sorry, Houston blown a few playoff leads in the last few years. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So. Who's that? Yeah. So, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would choose. I could take over the Houston coaching. Bill could be the GM. I know. I, I could be the GM. It wouldn't be hard. It's not like you're going to be worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Billy boy. And you're going to have no picks to begin with. So, I mean, the first year is pretty much a breeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at their next three games. They host Jacksonville tomorrow. They're at Tennessee. They host Green Bay, and then they have a bye week. I'm thinking one and six. Yeah. yeah they should be Jacksonville. They should, but you would think Gardner Minshew is better than you think he is. Yeah, he's had his moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have Houston winning that game, and they're, they're going to lose to Green Bay. Oh God, and, yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I, I missed the game in between. Uh, Tennessee at Tennessee. Tennessee. So, so who knows? Tennessee might not be in the NFL anymore. They might have. <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll get a, a second buy and then there'll only be one five. But like, <laughs> it's a joke. You know, I've had this 
belief, theory, whatever you want to call it, that, and I think this is true more with football than any other sport. If you fire your head coach during the season at any point, you're basically saying, our season's done. We're, yeah, yeah. the season's over. Because, because with baseball, if you fire your coach, you still got a shot, depending on when it happens. Yeah, yeah. If you do it in hockey, you still have a shot. If you do it in basketball, you have a shot. Football, not that easy to do. No, especially after four games. Exactly. What, 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 what I'm thinking with Houston is they're like, Bill is a terrible GM. But you can't just fire him from the GM. Right. Like, like they should have took his GM duties away after he made the Hopkins trade. Like, I'm, I'm sure the owner had something to say about it. I don't think he just had the keys to do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. I, mean, he, I, think, he, I think he'll bounce back. He'll be, he'll be a good OC somewhere. If he gets that shot again. But, yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in college football because that's where he came from before yeah, the Houston yeah. job. Because he was the head coach of Penn State and he was doing a good job there before he took the Texans position. And then look at where Penn State's been since he left. James Franklin takes over the job and they're back to where Penn State was under Joe Paterno for so many years. Hmm. I think if I had to bet. I think we're going to see Bill O'Brien back in college football as a head coach. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's tons well, of jobs all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. I'm, um, I'm not saying uh, what he did with I mean, eight, eight after the Joe Paterno, like, like the whole mm-hmm. yeah, Jerry Sandusky like thing. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was probably a lot of a lot to take. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a bad coach because he really isn't. General manager, yeah, he's probably a bad general manager. But as a head coach, you know, he's actually a successful coach. He's one of the few college coaches that succeeded in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Really think about it. Not too many. Not too many. Pete Carroll's another, you know, Pete Carroll's a perfect example. Coach, you know, went to college, coached wonderfully. Look at where he is now with the Seahawks, doing a, a tremendous job. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sad that Seattle wasn't able to make a trade of Houston before he got fired. Mm. Actually, there would have been somebody. I mean, they got Dwayne Brown a few years. I was sitting there as a Saints fan going, we could have had DeAndre Hopkins for a backup running back. Holy. That would have been nice. But, you know. It is what it is. I don't even think Madden would have took that trade. Right. Good night. All right. Um, let's talk about baseball. We are down to the final four in the baseball playoffs. Tomorrow is game one. 
of the American League Championship Series. The Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays start, uh, like I said, tomorrow. And then on Monday, Game 1 of the National League Championship Series, the Braves and the Dodgers. Uh, JC, our World Series is still alive, and it's alive very well. Still alive, still kicking. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, we talked about how we thought all the series would be pretty good. And one was one was great between the Yankees and the Rays. Mm-hmm. Even though the Padres got swept, there were some fireworks. And I'm going to say something next year, you're going to see something happen between the Padres and the Padres. I mean, there's no way a pitcher can sit there and start kissing at a player, saying goodbye and all that, without any repercussions coming through it. Machado was there, and you could see the Dodgers and get back in, get back in, and all that. And I mean, it's a young and upcoming team against an older team. So, I mean, that made for a fun fun Wednesday night watching that. But overall, it was, it was actually a pretty disappointing uh, divisional series for all the or three of the four series. Yeah. You know, Korea started a few fireworks here, saying, oh, yeah, we're still good, blah, 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 and everybody slammed that bam with it. So, I mean, hey, you're going to, like you said, you're going to live that for the rest of your life, so just just be quiet about it. What's your business? People don't want to hear about the Astros and the players anymore. And the Rays are going to be, I think, I'm going Rays in that series. Just because of the pitching, and because I think, I mean, the whole, I think all of America's going for the Rays. <laughs> and if you look at the starting payroll, I just saw a stat there that said Garrett Cole got paid more than the whole starting lineup of the of the Rays. Yes, I would believe that. I would definitely believe that. And did you see Aaron Judge? He was just too too tall for the for that fence. <laughs> He went to get a. He would have. He would have had that ball too, except he hits the top of the fence with his head. It was quite actually interesting to watch. So, but I'm going Rays, and I'm still sticking with the Dodgers. Yeah, and I'm not as big a baseball fan as you guys. More of a fair weather watch playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. My initial thinking would be Astros and Dodgers, but from what I saw out of the Rays pitching staff in the Toronto series, it's pretty solid. So, but I think I'm still going with uh, with Astros and Dodgers. Mm. That would bring some fireworks to the old. Oh. Uh, and, oh, honestly, just because I want to see Joe Kelly throwing at those guys again at the beginning of the season. Damn, oh, those ratings! Go. Those ratings would go through the roof. Oh, and the kiss oh, oh my god! And loved it. They're gonna allow fans in the stands for the World Series. Mm-hmm. So how many Dodger fans do you think are going to go head down? Oh, as many as possible. World Series of Bubble? Yeah, they're, they'll be playing in Texas. And, okay. But the, they're loud fans. They're playing in Texas, okay. Yeah, for the Rangers and the team, that looks like okay. a home people. Yeah, this is this is the closest the Rangers will be getting to the World Series for quite some time. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Um, 
I mean, I'm going to stick with my original pick from the beginning of the playoffs, Rays and Dodgers, but the Braves, they've just been so hot. They've four of their five games, they've won in a shutout. But you know, with all due respect to the Reds and to the Marlins, they are not the Los Angeles Dodgers. These are the Dodgers. Diamond close. Yeah. And I think Atlanta is going to have their work cut out for them in this series. They got very good pitching. It's just, can their hitting keep up with the Dodgers hitting? That, I think, is going to be the key to that series. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Dodgers are dead set on winning a world championship. They know they've been robbed before. They won't let this happen again. Last year was a fluke, probably, in their minds. They just want to get in there, get the job done, and play whoever it is. It doesn't matter if it's Houston or Tampa. They are ready, and they're they're ready to do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they might be the Buffalo Bills of baseball, though. It is possible. It is yep. possible. Yep. And you got to imagine, right, Acuna in there. I mean, he's, he's got some fireworks that he generates. Mm-hmm. Right? The rest of the team kind of isn't as, I guess, don't have the personalities like the Padres do. Right. But, I mean, it's going to be a very – Now, I'm going to – I'll go along with them and both series will be excellent series. I gotta be right. I think Major League wants it to be right. But I mean, hey, what is difference with not having days off? Yeah. You know. So when you say excellent, you mean like seven games? I'm hoping so. Seven or six at least. No sweeps. No five game series. Let's go six or seven. And I'm looking at the schedule for the World Series right now, and they're only gonna get. Two days off. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. game one, two, and three back to back to back, back right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yeah. and then game off, day off for game four. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think five, six, I think a day off for game seven. Oh, no travel with both teams. Right. And then if they're able to pull this off, we'll be giving Major League Baseball kudos for how they did this. Never thought after the Marlins, I never thought we'd get to this point. Oh my God, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I watched four Blue Jay games. I guess that's it. <laughs> that was fun. They were they were two and two. And called that a successful year. Yeah, five hundred. Well, we got there. It yeah. took us hell, but we got there. Baseball. Honestly, after Manfred said, hey, I, I can cancel the season at any time, and guess what? You guys will be the ones who suffer. Mm-hmm. You guys get it together. Mm-hmm. After the Marlins, after the Cardinals, after the Indians, all those incidents, you didn't hear no positive testing anymore. Yeah. The players were staying home. I mean, I was out earlier today, I was hooking up a heater for a buddy of mine, and another buddy of mine came over. He says, hey, if I was making $5 million to pitch every three days, 15 pitches, I'm staying at home. Damn, Papa! Man, that sounds good. Although yeah. I had McDonald's for dinner tonight, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
I'd call that a win too. No. I, I I can't go too far ahead into my meals. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, you're making that kind of money. You can stay home for two or three months. Yeah. Like we discussed, the Raiders. We thought they'd get fined huge. Players got fined huge. Mm-hmm. Or not wearing a mask. The Titans are going to get fined. The Jets, they had the false false positive test. But the NFL was happy with the protocol, saying we don't think anyone else would have gotten infected. Right. You know, so and I think you're going to start stop seeing people shaking other people's hands because they did that after Gilmore Gilmore tested positive and he was. In close contact with Mahomes. With Mahomes. Right? And Mahomes right. tested negative. And Belichick sent him over there to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> you got COVID? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you go over. Shake his hand. I'll never put anything past Bill, though. And then tell him to buy a $5 road loan from Subway. Yep. Yep. But, you know, that's, and I mean, the NFL is going to have to police itself, and I think the players are going to have to police themselves. I think they did a good job in baseball. I mean, you look, look at the Blue Jays, for instance, right? A really young team, and pretty much the whole time. I mean, I get stirred crazy and bored, and you couldn't go and visit other teammates in the rooms where you play video games and stuff like that. You had to be in common rooms where you were spread out. And they didn't test at all. And so, you know, I think the NFL is going to. I still think that eventually they're going to be like, Kate, we made this bar. These are the new rules. Yeah. Right, everyone's going to hotels. Everyone's going here. We're going to protect everybody. That's very true. And then... They want to get us to as much as they can so they can be with their families, be with everything. And then not, Kate, we're done, right? You signed the contract with the NFL. That's what we discussed. That's what we're going to do now. So... Well, I mean, we'll just have to see how the NFL handles, you know, more of these COVID tests uh, along the way. Uh, we talked about last week with the Raiders, you know, how they had gone to that charity event and none of them wore masks. I'm actually surprised none of them came back with a positive test result yeah. Uh, yeah. from that. So... Uh, I guess it, it just remains to be seen because NHL did, I think, uh, you. I think we, we actually agreed on this, Ted, or JC. They did the absolute best job of all the major professional leagues in, in, in North America, hands a, down. A, not one player left the bubble unexpected except for Ask, right? But that was family issues. Right. Which we... Which we have already said, like, we're cool with that. That's no problem. Yeah. Except for Bruin fans. They're mad. Ah, screw them. Actually, I do have a couple of, I do have a couple of fans or friends that are Bruins fans. I don't mean you in particular. I just mean the other Bruins fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did it the best of all the sports. I mean, as much as you want to hate Bevin stuff, you got it pulled off. What a, what a spectacular tournament. Mm-hmm. What, he did. what he did. I mean, it was fun right off the hop. Down here, we got a buddy who's an Oilers fan. I'm like, smart? You're going to hate that song, the goal horn from the Blackhawks. And Dan's like, we're not going to play the Blackhawks goal horn if they're the visiting team. 
And like two minutes in, Blackhawks score. I hate that song. You know, I mean, they did right. Everybody felt like you're, you know, you're at home. You're comfortable. They had all the menus, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they allowed. Trying to think, do they allow? I think they might allow down at the end, or maybe not. But some family got in in the final. Yeah, I think it was at the finals. Yeah, it was. They had to quarantine at the beginning or something, then do a test, and then they could come in. Come in. There wasn't too many though. Too many though. But you didn't see him complain. saying that there was. But you didn't see him complain. Say, oh no, we're. You know, we're tired of done this. It's like, nope, we got a job to do. We're going to continue on. We're in here. We're going to go. Right? And I think they also realize that if hockey doesn't finish off the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're in trouble. They're going to lose millions of dollars, which means players millions of dollars. Yeah. And younger players coming up, and, you know, they actually thought about other players, too. Where the NBA was about themselves, I think, more than anything. And... That has shown in the ratings for the NBA Finals. And yep. Yep. that's something that I also wanted to talk about. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot about it. Um, let me pull up the stats. Because these are scary, scary numbers. I can imagine. Uh... Okay, so in general, the NBA Finals are down 48% from last year. Now, is that, 40, is that just America? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's America. Because I think they could have gone up because of, I mean, you probably had 27 million Canadians watching the Raptors win. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball yeah, playoffs higher than the Stanley Cup Finals last year, which is just absolutely insane for Canada. Uh, baseball playoffs down thirty nine percent. The NFL's down fourteen percent. The hockey playoffs were down twenty five percent, and the Stanley Cup Finals were down sixty one percent, which is scary. Yeah, so I, games in the Stanley Cup Finals, like you don't have a lot of. Hardcore Tampa Bay or Dallas fans. Dallas fans, yeah. Region. That's just my opinion. Between a lot of diehard Lightning or Stars fans. Like I'm sure they got their hardcores in their in their cities. They have that one fan in Tampa Bay who was yelling "shoot, shoot, shoot!" and the cops showed up because of the jeez. I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear about that either. He's like, no, 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 the hot game's on. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, God. But, I mean, you got to look look at it this way, right? I know we don't talk a lot about politics and stuff like that, but with fan base, are you are you trying to impress? Are you trying to impress the fan base that doesn't show up? Or are you trying to impress the fan base that does? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I agree with what everything's going on. I'm still going to watch sports, right? And a lot of us are. Because, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But if you get 100 million Americans saying, no, we're done. 
and you got 10 million Americans saying we won, but the 10 million, 10 million, 10 million Americans still are going to watch football. Who ends up losing? And then, okay, I found these numbers. This is very scary. Game one of the NBA Finals this year. Lowest rated game ever. 4.1 million. Yeah. Which beat yeah. out game two of the 03 Finals, which was 5.2. And the first three games of the NBA Finals are the least watched Finals games ever. That is unbelievable. Now, do you think it has to do something with maybe players or or people are tired of these super teams? Uh, Part of me says yes, but all... And this is something I, I I didn't say in any of the groups because I'm sure if I had said it, I would have been bashed to Kingdom Come. But I'm going to say it here because, you know, one of our, our, our only rule is don't be a schmuck. So I think it's the matchup. I think the matchup is the problem. I'm not taking thing, anything away from the Miami Heat. They worked their way to get to the finals. They deserve to be here. Yeah. But yeah. but let's be real. Is anybody going to seriously sit through what is now at least a six-game series with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat? I mean, that's say alone should have drove up the Reigns. Like, if it had been the Lakers and the Celtics, I'm telling you, we're not having this problem today. No, 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 probably not. That's the ultimate ultimate NBA rival. Exactly, and that's the and that would have been the only reason to watch it is in the game. Yeah, I I honestly thought the ratings would have been okay with uh, you know like LeBron playing his the old team that he he left to go play for. Now he's playing this new Miami Heat as a Laker. Mm-hmm. But there's still like no no interest in myself watching that. Now, now I have here last night's game, game five, which the Heat won, yeah, brought in their that. largest audience of the series, a five point seven million total viewers. And I'm thinking that's higher because everyone assumed that was going to be the winning game. Yeah. Even non-basketball fans or hockey fans or or football fans watch the Super Bowl and and game the game clinching games in the championship round. So maybe they looked and went, "Oh, game five. Okay, Lakers can win tonight. Let's throw it. Let's throw it." I mean, I was thinking to myself, my God, if the Heat pull this off and they beat the Lakers, that's going to be one of the greatest upsets of all time. And then after like game four, it's like, huh, well, it was a thing. Uh, Congratulations, Lakers. Now we're at a game six. And if the Heat can pull this off tomorrow night, then you get to a game seven where anything can happen. 
Yeah. 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 I think if the Heat win, then LeBron will opt out and go back to Miami. <laughs> I'm sure he has oh, a contract where he can play wherever he wants for however much money he wants. Oh, wait a minute. We got late breaking news. The Miami Heat have just signed Jabron Lames to their basketball team. He is starting game six tomorrow night. <laughs> I I don't know like I don't have a picture in front of me I'm just picturing like Jerry curl and mustache I don't know why <laughs> Jabron lame yeah he's lame that's for sure I used to like LeBron James I have a I have a Cleveland jersey in my closet that I can't even look at it he's he's ruined sports for me the no loyalty. Just your super key. You used to get drafted by a team, and then you played for that team, and then you retired. I mean, like I remember the day that the Washington Redskins decided to change their name, and he goes out on Twitter, and he's like, "Oh, you know, the Washington, you know, they don't have a, a name, you know," and I'm and I retweeted to him like. Well, at least they didn't waste an hour of everybody's life deciding what they're going to do like you did. Jesus. I burned him. Hold on. Burned now, him behind. Let's, let's say <laughs> LeBron loses this. When he loses right? this. He's lost eight times. Or, so, or five times or whatever. He loses this one to the Heat. He gets, you know. Does, can we finally stop the greatest of all time conversation between Jordan and LeBron? Oh, that discussion's never happened with me. No, I, and there's a lot of people have, but I mean, if LeBron loses after being on the Lakers, after creating his super team, after being up three games to one. They're, and you know what? You know what they're going to say? Well, because the conditions weren't the same. Well, they're the same. No. Everybody. You've been playing in the same place for three months. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, oh, I mean you know, it's yeah. yeah, it's a conversation I know I'm tired of. You can't compare yeah, I, apples to oranges. You can't compare there, error to error. There is a comparable goat that wore a yellow and purple jersey, but it ain't LeBron. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. If it's Kobe a four-letter name that starts with a K, I definitely agree. With you. The only one. That should be that even considered. considered. And like, like hey, there's Michael, okay, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, I know you can't see my hands right now. Hands it's far right. for number two. And LeBron, and LeBron isn't even three. No. Like, no. I would put Kobe. Kobe, I think, was the closest. It's ridiculous. Kobe, Kobe was the closest to Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Hands yeah. down. If, and you know what? I'll agree with you, JC. If LeBron loses this series after being up 3-1, oh God, I, I, I have to agree with you. I don't think I will ever want to hear the discussion of LeBron being the greatest basketball player of all time because he couldn't get the job done. Yeah. yeah. And, so, Jordan, and Jordan, Jordan's probably sitting there watching right now going, right going, just, going just smoking a big cigar, big just laughing. Cigar, just laughing. He's getting he's getting his NASCAR team ready for 2021. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which I'm actually glad to hear about. Yep. No, it's good. I mean, it's, it's glad good. to see. Michael knows what he wants. What he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. 
if Michael Jordan wants to buy WWE, I support him. <laughs> yes, yes. Holy, yes. Holy, let's, yes. Let's, <laughs> let's push that. Push that. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. Sorry, You're out. You're out. Yeah, if Michael Jordan wants an XFL team, he'll get one. Was that your segue to move to wrestling? Oh, I'd, I'd buy into that. Oh, okay. Uh, one more, one more topic. Then we're going to get into uh, our our debate, which okay. I think is going to be pretty okay. fun. Yeah. Uh, you guys, I'm sure you guys heard about this. The fight at the end of the Rams Giants game from this past week. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, Jalen Ramsey got fined today. Did he? Did he? Yep. Okay. okay. Only 15000 So the So the pennies on his end table? Right. Okay. And what I heard, like, I don't know if you guys heard about what had started this, but I got a little dirt. Apparently... At some point, Ramsey and Golden Tate were like family, because I think it was Ramsey who dated Golden Tate's uh, sister. Yes, yes. And she had his kids. Yep. yep. And then yep. he left her, hooked up with a new woman, and Golden Tate's like, "All right, first time, first chance, first chance I get, I got you." Yeah, I heard oh. a story about that when he was playing for the Lions. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 You heard about it? Ramsey was the young guy in Jacksonville. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised the NFL actually didn't suspend because everybody was involved with that fight. Like, like not saying they're involved at all, but everybody got together. Yeah. And with the protocols, I mean, you look at baseball, right? Baseball says, we're not having it. It happens, you're done. I'm surprised football didn't put a, with everything going on, put their foot down and say, no, you know what, suspensions, both of you guys. So they, so they uh, I haven't heard anything about Tate yet. Okay. I'm sure he got fined, I would assume. Yeah. But yeah. my thinking is, look, if, if it's family, j- just let them fight it out, for God's sakes. <laughs> No, no, and I agree, but you can't do it on the football field with 104 players getting together because they want to practice, you know, their social distancing and stuff. Saying that if coaches don't wear a mask while arguing with an umpire or official, you get a 15-yard penalty this weekend. I mean, Harbaugh would be screwed with the Niners. You can't give me all my penalties. I've got five free ones to yell at you about wearing a you know, speaking of math, okay, so Sean Payton and Pete Carroll and Shanahan, they get $100,000 fine for not wearing masks, but you get 15000 for fighting? Yeah. And then wait outside the locker room. <laughs> I mean, I mean to, be, to be fair, though, they did wait till the end of the game to start that fight, so... <laughs> And then Ramsey was supposedly <laughs> sitting outside the, the locker room with yeah. Giants. So, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, like you said, I thought there'd be bigger fines for the Raiders or was it? The NFL needs to put their foot down. Obviously, they could probably put their foot down before we call right now. You're saying this is a health and, this is a health and safety violation. Mm-hmm. 
Is if you don't like it, then guess what? Then guess what? You don't have to play anymore. You don't have to play anymore. You know, these are the rules you're going to follow. Yeah. But it was entertaining. I did expect something. Right. Because I heard it back, you know, with taping the Seahawks and stuff and all that, and hearing that. Ramsey dumped his sister two kids for, like, a Instagram model or something along that line. Like, if I had been on the Giants team, because I actually signed. Totally. Like, like if he had talked, if like if he had come to me and had asked me, you know, like, can I do this? I'd have been like, be my guest, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we need Golden Tate in the NFC West next year. He's an under. I've, we need him on the Niners. Oh man, I've always liked Golden Tate. He's such an underrated wide receiver. Yeah, he played for when he played for Seattle, and he played well. And honestly, that block on Sean Lee is like one of my favorite plays ever. Yeah, he was such a good college. He was such a good college player at Notre Dame. Google, Google the block. We don't remember. All right, I'm gonna do that right now. Put on YouTube. Or Sean Lee blocked by Golden Tate. I still I think that's a clean block, and every block Cowboy, every fan, Cowboy fan, fan won't agree with me. <laughs> but I got the volume I, off. I think it's the greatest block in NFL history. I'm watching. Okay. Okay. Oh! <laughs> right? Right? Oh! It's Golden Tate, like 5'10, 105 pounds. Yeah. He just and Sean Lee, like I know he's not the biggest linebacker, but probably got fifty pounds on him. Mm-hmm. Just lights him up. I thought it was clean. Looked clean to me. Cowboy fan. Like I, I think Sean Lee. Jeff, do you remember if he broke his jaw, right? With the, with the block. It was devastating. Bill just watched it on YouTube. I heard him. <laughs> Whoa. But, Man, but, cowboy fans will complain about anything. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's why we love them. That's why we love them. <laughs> you know. have to make fun of them. Yep. Yeah. And if you got any, uh, you know, if you got any VCRs or anything along that line, you can chip them to cowboy fans so you can watch the Super Bowls. Because they're running out of those. Um, yep. We need a beta for the first couple of Yeah. Like they, uh, in 96, they, they might have VHS. You might have. Let me, let me see how much a VCR is going for on Amazon real quick. You could probably go to Blockbuster. They probably got a million of them left over in storage somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Iron River Store might have VHS. We can, we can get Oh, I, I got one for $130. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Does that come with the cords too? Uh, I think <laughs> that might just be the machine. Don't don't add the cart yet. Right. Uh, oh, actually, okay. Here's a, here's a cheaper one. Comes with cord, hundred nine dollars. I got four VCRs in my garage. Like, should I be putting these on eBay and make some money? Maybe. Put a cowboy sticker on there, gone. Oh man! Oh man! This is Troy Aikman's VCR. VCR. Oh God, yes! You should lie on like every one. This is Jimmy Johnson's VCR. That's right, Troy. Oh 
I appreciate you guys having me on your show. Oh, this has been great. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yes. Um, um, we're watching Auburn we're watching and Alabama right now. I'm an LSU Tigers fan, so today was a, How about today was a little bit of a shock there with that loss today. Uh, yeah, we've uh, had two where we've been 20-point favorites this year that we've lost outright. So now I just so watched the Bengals watch and, the and relive the glory days of Joe Burrow. Of Joe Burrow. <laughs> All of a year. Had one quarterback, had one quarterback in the last 20 years last that's, 20 worth years talking about. that's worth talking about. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. It's, what I mean, when it's you, been what tough, mean, when you but, tough, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You lose 15 you players. 15 players. The NFL. the NFL. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard bounce back from that. And like 14 of them were in the first round or something. I, don't know, I think it was 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, like phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. Like, 31 teams, and, you know, 12 in the first round or 32 yeah. teams. For their, their teams. And a lot of those boys play for the Seahawks on the offensive line, and you gain praise. So, yeah, they're basically an NFL team playing college last year. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. All right. Well, I'm ready to get into this debate. Okay. Okay. So, so here's the rules of the debate. I'll each give you guys two minutes to debate. You got a timer? I have a timer on my watch. They have the floor. And then you'll have a little open discussion. Sure. Sure. So we'll do like a mini what the presidential debate was. All right. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Dan on this one. The first question. Yeah. You guys know what we are. I'm talking about. So we'll play. We'll start with this one. We'll start with this one. What was the best match ever in the WWE? And Dan, you can begin now. The best match ever in the WWE. Yeah. Just like outright best. Yep. My favorite. The best match ever. Okay. Well. Um. The first one that comes to mind is uh, wrestling A12 Iron Man match. Um, I was I was I remember I remember begging my dad to order on pay per view. Had all my boys come over. I'm from I'm from Calgary, Alberta, but I was going for the heartbreak kid in this one. And all my friends were just just giving it to me the whole time. Short shooter, here he goes. Go Canada, go all that nonsense. And zero zero, and they end of the match, and they're calling it a draw, and Brett's leaving. I'm like, nope, it's going in overtime. Screw you guys. Brett comes in. I still think to this day that he didn't know. He gets super kicked. One two three. Sean wins the belt. Tells him to get the hell out of the ring. That's uh, That's, uh, I don't know if it's the best match ever, but it's the one I remember the most. most. Also got 57 seconds. Another one. Another one. The first Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Sean and Sean and and Undertaker. Undertaker. Just because. You've it's never seen anything like never that. Seen anything like that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, um, I don't know if it's the best it's match, the best but match, the, craziest the craziest would be would be the King of the Ring. King of the Ring. I think it was '99. King of the Ring or '98, where Undertaker threw McFoley up at the top. Oh yeah. 
98. 98, King of the Ring. 98, King of the Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was just, that was insane. Insane. Like, uh, like, like, there's so many, like, like you say, so greatest many, match like, of all time. So hard. There's so many good ones. But that's what I'd say. That's what I'd say. All right. Well, there's right. your two minutes. Well, your all right, two Bill, minutes. you ready? All right, Bill, you ready? I'm ready. Hey, go. Hey, go. Um, there's going to be a theme here. Obviously, we've seen so far with being Shawn Michaels. I'm actually sticking with the Shawn Michaels theme. Uh, I would say the greatest match ever in WWE is Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. The storytelling was absolutely phenomenal. The crowd was into it. Everybody was into it. The storytelling was absolutely amazing i had never seen a match like that in my life and um it was just incredible to watch in person like i almost did not watch it that night because i was coming back uh taking care of some family stuff so i just got in like that afternoon to get the pay-per-view and that match was just unbelievable um uh another one that i would pick i know it's a generic answer but it is a good answer is ricky steamboat randy savage wrestlemania 3 that is such a phenomenal match to watch from beginning to end and it still holds up to this day yeah 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 you have 30 seconds you have 30 seconds oh and uh, also, uh, just just based on storytelling, Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 7, you will see more grown people cry in the arena than any other match. Well, that's the one where Sherry came in and she was slapping them around. Then a little yeah, after the match. Yeah. Messed her up. Messed her up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... There you go. There's our two minutes. You guys, if you want to, you can have a quick open discussion about it. Oh, so you guys went the Shawn Michaels way. I think we're pretty close to the same age and era. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I got one for you. What about the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart match? Montreal. Montreal. Ooh. A game changer for the WWE. For the WWE. Well, well, you can look at it from two ways. Like, did Brett screw Brett or did Vince screw Brett? And I honestly think, and I'm from Calgary, Alberta, that, that Brett screwed himself on this one. I think his head got too big. He needed to drop the belt. He's leaving the company. Vince had to do what he had to do. Uh, it's too bad how it went down. But he should have just he should have just had that match and had had Sean win from him, and then they could have shook hands at the end. He could have he could have stood in the ring, had the Montreal crowd cheer him. And then he would have been out. I'm not sure why he made that decision. What do you think, Bill? You think, Bill? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I do think, in a way, Brett screwed Brett. It was just, 
a chaotic time and did it what what was the question jc i apologize oh the the sean michaels bret hart match right we're talking about one of the well, great, about the match in great matches or a moment that changed the wwe was that one that changed the wwe was the bret hart sean michaels match montreal i would say it's one of them i don't know if it's like the absolute definitive game changer um but i would say it's one of them because just watching how you know ticked off they were and how that was boiling over into real life um i think if i had to pick like the definitive moment like i've always said like i i've always said the night austin stunned mcmahon for the first time is where it changed like the battle on monday nights yeah miss Stunner, yeah. yeah, but I would say WrestleMania 14 is what changed it ultimately because that was like the end of an era and the start of a new one, and it just comes off so wonderfully. Yeah. Like, if you watch, yeah. like, if you watch that show, it comes off great, and after that. They went all the way and they never looked back. But I would I would say the Montreal screw job is one of the defining moments. I don't know if it would be like the defining moment. And then and then like you know, you hear like and then like you hear like all the interviews about like all the things that like leading up to Montreal and then there was a there was a whole episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. About yeah. Montreal. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was really good. And I think the good thing about Montreal is that now everyone has gone past it. Like they've all grown up and is like, okay, we're done. It's in the past. Except for Brett. Except for Brett. Oh, I think Brett's He's still like I don't know if, if you watch the Stone Cold um Broken Skull podcast with No, podcast not yet. With Brett. He's still, he's still like, like he, he has said that has he's said forgiven that he's Vince and he has no, he has no ill will. Ill will. Mm-hmm. But he still he believes still he was right. He was right. Like, like he can't. Yeah, I mean, everyone's. He's a stubborn guy. He can't guy. sit there and go, maybe yeah. I made a mistake. Maybe I made a mistake. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's very stubborn. Like. Like you're you're leaving the company, leaving the company, but you want to be the champion. Want to be the champion. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> you take the belt. That's like Jeff leaving like company, Jeff but he wants to keep his company truck. I like it. This is my truck. I won't bring the truck to the show, but it's mine. It's mine. That would be like. That would be like if I said, I'm leaving the school, but I want to bring my entire class with me. That ain't happening. Exactly. <laughs> I think another defining moment, too, was, was when Hulk Hogan turned back. Oh, yeah, that is a great one. That was, I think a lot of people were, and then everybody was waiting. And just been, when's you going to come back to it? 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 You know? That was the first mm-hmm. WCW pay-per-view I ever ordered, and I think it was the best one ever. Best one ever. Fashion. I was... Fashion. 
I was at the Nitro before that event. Really? Really? Yeah. That's cool. And it took me years to realize, like, oh my god, I was at, like, the like the final Nitro before perhaps the biggest event of all time. It's probably the greatest thing that Hulk Hogan ever did for his career. I'd, I'd agree with that. Because he was stagnant in WCW. Like, nobody even really cared about him anymore. You had these new guys yeah. from WWF come in. And you didn't even have Hulk in the match. Like, and if you look back, it's like, it's so obvious it's going to be Hulk. Like, who else could it have been? Like I heard, I heard a rumor from Dave Meltzer. I don't know if you know who that is. But he's a wrestling. Oh uh, well, we do, we do. Okay. He he wrote his rumor that Sting was supposed to be the third man. I'd I'd heard that as well. Something. I don't know what happened, but they ended up changing it at the end. Like. <laughs> he made Hulk Hogan a lot of money with that change. Mm-hmm. But when he came, when they came to WWE, and um, let me go back to Jeff's last question with the match changing matches. Rock and Hogan. Wow. WrestleMania 18. What electricity. That was, and I'm like a rumor junkie. I like, I read those pages. Mm-hmm. I guess that match was supposed to go a lot differently. But Hogan, like Rock, Rock was supposed to be the main, main pro, uh, pro guy in that match. Yeah. Hogan comes out. Toronto's on fire. Skydome. Skydome. And it's all it's all Hogan chant. Like you hear the Rogan Rogan chant, those are kind of funny. But um, they had to call like a mulligan in the middle of the match, I guess. Yeah. Because Rock's like, holy, like, what's going on here? They're cheering for you. They're cheering for you. Yeah. I mean, eventually, right fans are gonna fans dictate what what you want to see, right? And another another one. Since we're talking about it, since we're talking about it, is uh, thirteen with Austin and Brett. Austin and Brett. Oh, that's so good. Mission match. Mission match. That's mm-hmm. really like, I kind of wish I could go back and rewind this tape and change my answer from Sean and Brett to Austin. <laughs> it's funny. There's like that podcast I was talking about before with uh with Sean and Brett. They talk about it. And, and Austin's talking about how that's so. When he heard about the match, he was mad because he doesn't know any submission moves. Brett, right? Brett's like, I only got the sharpshooter. So the dude, like, what the hell are we gonna do? And Austin's like, well, let's just beat the shit out of each other. And Brett's like, okay, well, you're gonna pass out in the sharpshooter, but you gotta be bleeding. And I, and they didn't. And they uh, they bladed in that in that, in that match. Yeah, and like at that time, Vince Vince was losing it, I guess, in the back. But after he saw the tape, he's like, "Good job, guys! Like, you gotta be bleeding. Like, 
I still have my blood from a stone t-shirt t-shirt at home at home Austin 316 in red and you got blood from a stone and on the back yeah in the sharpshooter in the sharpshooter most iconic most iconic all right well we'll go we'll go to question number two question number two and we'll give uh bill this one bill this one okay just a two minute drill yep two minute drill this one yeah yeah uh uh, greatest tag team ever. Tag team ever. Oh shit. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is always like night and day for me because there are some tag teams that I just like really love. Um, but I would say the greatest tag team of all time is the Heart Foundation. And I say that because you never really had such a good mix of power and quickness and make it believable the way Brett and Jim Nyhart had it. And they could go out, have a tag team match with just about anybody, and it would come off looking good. Like, like they could have had a tag team match with a paper bag, and the and that mat and the paper bag would come out looking good after the match. Um, it's so close because there's them, there's demolition. I love demolition. Uh, the Bulldogs, the Road Warriors, the Steiners, but to me, I would say the Hard Foundation is the best tag team ever. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I would have loved to have seen them face the Steiner brothers. Oh my gosh, that match would have just been insanely good, just based off how all four of them, you know, really were. But I I would say the Hart Foundation is the best tag team of all time. Okay, you're good with that? You're good with that? All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to Dano now. We'll go to Dano, now. Dano, you got two minutes on the Dano, clock. Starting now. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna move I'm up gonna the move up. era, like era, like ten, twelve years, 10, twelve years. And there's two teams, two teams I remember watching. I remember watching. And anytime they had a match, either together, match, either together, or on their own, or on their own. These four guys just four guys picked it out of the park, and I just loved every second of it. Loved every second. And that's Edge and Christian and, Edge and, Christian and Hardy Boys. And Hardy Boys. And and those TLC matches those they TLC had, matches they had, were just were they're life changing. They're life changing for other wrestlers. For other wrestlers. Like like you said, Bill. There's like so many tag teams so many in the late '80s and early '90s. And early '90s. Can't really go wrong with really Legion of Doom or Heart Foundation or Demolition. Demolition. I just think the I innovation, think the innovation, like the Hardy Boys, like the Hardy and Edge and Christian did and with Christian those TLC did. matches. TLC matches is where is I would go. Where I would greatest go. tag team of all time. Greatest tag team of all time. And and throw the Dudley Boys in there throw too. Throw the Dudley Boys in there too. You don't have to finish the two minutes. If you're, uh, two minutes. If you're, uh, you're looking at like ECW days, you forget about WWE because 
It was kind of PG when Dudley Boys were there. Dudley Boys were there. ECW doing triple power bombs. Table on fire. Table on fire. I don't know. I I don't know. If I had to pick one team, I'd go Hardy Boys. Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. Close second. Close second. Okay. Yeah, like you say, there are so many good yeah, teams. Like I mean, so you have everyone from the the Rock and Sock Connection. The Rock and Sock Connection. That was a fun team. You have the. Uh, you just watched the, the Rock This Is Your Life bit on YouTube a couple nights ago. So you think of that. You have the Natural Disasters. What about, you know. What about and Owen Hart? Oh, that was a good team. But the. To me, one of the better ones was New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws. When they started, for entertainment-wise, for sure. Entertainment, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the Heart Foundation. I always remember them. Killer Bees. Killer Bees. The Rockers. The Rockers. Oh, the Rockers. Oh my gosh, there's so many good teams. Well, that's what I'm glad you went first, man. I'm sitting there. I'm like. I got 25, 25 answers. answers. I know, right? <laughs> oh, you know, there is no wrong answer to me. Oh no, no. But so now we'll go. We'll go. Two more questions. Because imagine Bill wants to wrap this up. Bill wants to wrap this up. So we'll give Dan this one. You can start with clock two. It's saddest moments ever in wrestling. Ever in wrestling. Saddest moment. Yeah. Ever. Well, this is the easiest question ever. It's Owen Hart. It, I remember driving home from Maylong Camping, hearing on the radio that Owen Hart fell, and they don't know if he's okay or not. And I'm like, is this like an angle? Like, what's going on? Next day, find out he fell, and He's dead. Like Owen Hart was like my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. <clears throat> and yeah, definitely. definitely. Like, unfortunately, with wrestling, there's a lot of deaths early in life. Um, close second to Owen Hart would be the Chris Benoit tragedy. Tragedy. Which. It's that's it's definitely hard to even talk about. It's like talk about it's like for like you watch WrestleMania twenty and you see his wife and kid in the in the ring hugging him after he won the belt. And you think that he could even do that. Like I know he had maybe roid rage or whatever was going on in his head. Yeah, sad. There's so many sad moments. I'll say Owen Hart. I'll say Owen Hart. All right. Oh, uh oh. We lost. No, we were do. Oh, there we go. We're good. We're good. Yep, we're good. Hey. Hey. So you're on the clock. All right. So I you're guess my. All right. Hold on. <clears throat> um. The own heart death is really sad. Uh, I remember hearing it the next morning because I didn't watch the pay per view that night. Um, but I do remember my dad telling me what happened. 
but I'm going to respectfully disagree with Dan here. I think the saddest wrestling moment is Eddie Guerrero's death because that one just was like a punch to the gut. And what made it even sadder because I, I, I can never get the image out of my head was the Monday Night Raw that they did. It was actually a taped episode. And they did the 10-bell salute. And when they were panning like the crowd, I remember this dad holding his kid and his kid crying, bawling. And that was like, that was like the final blow. Like, oh my gosh, how, how much more sad could that be? You know, like that image, almost 15 years, it'll be 15 years coming up soon. That image has always stuck in my mind. And then when they played the tribute video to Johnny Cash's Hurt, I was done for. I, I bawled. I cried like a baby. Like, it was so sad. It It was just one of those things, like, you never saw coming because Eddie had gotten his life together. He'd cleaned himself up, you know, and he put his best effort. And then this just happens, and then it's just all the natural reactions you see. And it just, you know, it like I said, it's just a punch to the gut. And I don't think I've ever seen anything that sad or since. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll tell you, I was watching pay-per-view when no one hurt died. So. They went down there and all of a sudden they were, he's laying there on the ground and then hand away and then, you know, I remember the Monday Night Raw when they had Aaron come out, they, that whole show was dedicated to him and then Stone Cold left a few beers up there, you know, did the Paul Driver a little wrong that one time, Yeah. you know, that's to me, that was my sad moment. Was like I said, it was. I was. That was Stone Cold, like forgiven. Oh, I think. Yeah. You know, when he came out, you, you want to be. You didn't want to be the blue blazer anymore, and he was. You know. Yeah. The sad part about the Owen Hart thing was, if you watch the documentary, he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. Yeah. He wanted to be a firefighter in Calgary. To be a firefighter in but. He wanted to make enough money. Wanted to make enough money. Buy for his family. So he could retire and buy their dream house. And they bought the dream house. They bought the dream house. The weekend they moved in the weekend that he ended up dying. Like according to the documentary. And he was he was leaving that morning. They moved their stuff in. They moved their stuff in. And yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, wrestling has its ups and downs. Like right? The dark side of the oh, yeah. with Owen Hart is, is a good one. Because they interviewed mm-hmm. his son and his daughter and his wife. Daughter and his wife. It's not the PG WWE stuff. WWE stuff. It's real life. It's real life. 
Yeah. Why he's not in the Hall of Fame, why stuff like that. The Hall of Fame, stuff like that. Let me can I ask you guys a question real quick before we go to the last topic? Yep. Would you have stopped the show that night? Definitely. Looking back on yeah. it now. Yeah, I would have. It yeah, should have been softer than there. His softer. blood was in the ring. His blood was in the ring. Like, they came out and they wiped him. Came down. Out wiped him. Down. Like, you definitely stopped like, the show. You definitely stopped the show. Yeah. yeah, there's too many people wondering what happened. I mean, he was a big happened. guy in the locker room and stuff, right? People knew him and they want to carry on. Like hockey, you see something like that in hockey, there's, you know, they... You know, they, it was that severe. They shut her down. Any other sport, a guy yeah, dies on the field. Dies, you think they go, okay, they go, second down. Okay, no. Second, guy gets hurt. They, no. Let's wheel him. Let's wheel him out back. Because that's what happened. Back, they, they, happened. They, interviewed, uh, they interviewed. They interviewed. Oh man, I can't remember his oh, name now. I can't remember they, his name now. I, I think it was Dude Love. I think it was Dude Love. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. And he had the next match, and they wheeled Owen Bassett. They said, "Get out there. It's your turn." Turn. And like everybody knew, and like everybody knew, yeah. like it wasn't official that he had passed away, but everybody had passed away. Right. I think the worst part was when, and I had never heard the story till Jim Ross said it. Mm-hmm. When like he found out when he died, and then the producers counting him down. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you couldn't have told him any sooner. He's like, uh, so can I, can I get an update of Owen? Yeah, he died. Ten, yeah, yeah, nine, eight. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Just another prop, right? Just another prop, right? Yep. Yeah. But, you know, it's part of sports anyways, right? And even there, it came in pressing, you know, there's still sports, right? It happens, but it didn't have to happen. No. That one. Right. It could have been avoided. Exactly. So we'll go to the last question. So we'll go to the last question. And this is a kind of like a three-part question. This is called moments. This is called moments. I want to hear what you Greatest moment. Greatest moment. The funniest moment. The funniest moment. And the worst moment in wrestling. And the worst moment And this will be Bill's turn to start. This will be Bill's turn to start. You need a minute to Okay. Um, the worst moment, obviously, is the Chris Benoit situation um i mean that moment was so bad that i really don't know how anybody could have recovered from that it was just so bad um i mean i i you know there was one of those times where you had to defend wrestling in general because, oh, they don't really do that. You know, not all of these wrestlers kill their wives and kids, but that was just the worst moment. Um, funniest moment? Okay, this is non-WWE, but I'm going to bring this up anyway. Um, I, I actually have this on DVD, but the clip is up on YouTube, and I'm going to recommend you, both of you watch it when we're done here. There is a match... Between okay, well, one of the competitors is Chief J Strongbow. I do remember that. I don't. I, I forgot who the other guy is. And they fight in a shark tank or a shark cage, and the object to is to get be the first out of the shark cage. It is the stupidest but funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it's yeah. like 
it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous how this is, but it's so funny to me. I laugh every time I bring it up to uh, my friend Ed, who, like, I showed it to him, and he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, but the greatest moment, and that that's the one I wanted to do last, because I, I was thinking about this for, like, a day and a half. I think the greatest wrestling moment of all time, and now I look back on it, is sort of symbolic. When CM Punk won the WWE title in Chicago, and as he left, he blows Vince McMahon a kiss. And it's like, oh my God, what in the world? I mean, it was so unbelievable. Like, I remember getting that show thinking, there's no way they're gonna let Punk win the title. There's, there's just no way. And then they have the match. Yeah, they have the match. It's a fantastic match. Punk wins clean. And then you're like, oh my god, what do they do next? And it was just so great. I, I would say that's the greatest moment ever in wrestling. <laughs> You have to tell me that question again, man. So what was the greatest moment, the funniest moment, and the worst moment in wrestling history? And Dan, you're on the clock, and after this, I'll give my three answers. So Dan, I, really, there is no clock. So many. So many. You put me on the spot. Greatest, funniest, and worst. Worst moment? I don't know. I don't know. I remember being a kid remember watching, being a kid watching Stone Cold get tombstone by Owen Hart. by Owen Hart. Thinking like, oh my God, my favorite wrestler is never gonna wrestle again because he just broke his neck. Broke his neck. It's probably one of the worst moments. One of the worst moments. Um. Um. Funniest moment. Funniest moment. You remember those bits with uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone and Kurt Cole, Angle Steve playing Austin guitar in the back? Oh, yeah. Those were good. Those were always pretty funny. Um, um, every, going back to greatest moment, every, honestly, everything, anything Stone Cold and Vince McMahon did was great. Was great. Putting the concrete in his Corvette. Concrete in his Corvette. He blew out the windows. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yeah, honestly, anything Vincent and 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 uh, Steve did. And Steve did. And what what was the last one that I missed here? The last one that I missed here. Worst, funniest, and greatest moments. Well, greatest moment. Greatest moment. Man, there's so many good ones. I think you have to come back to me on that you one. You should, you should do your three, and I'll, I'll think about that. Okay, well, that sounds like a answer a future president would say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do mine. And, you know, this one, I, I was able to think about it. I just want to throw you guys on the spot because, you know, I expect Bill's probably going to same me here down the road. I mean, he did the, the, the baseball umpiring book. He found this old book about umpiring and you know, read through it. We you made, know, the read through it. Mm-hmm. made the calls. I think I got most of them right. I think I got most of them right. 
You got all but one right. Yeah. yeah. I know what a nerd. I know what a nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> but Aussie worst moment that Aussie worst moment was, that for me was Owen was Owen Hart in the ring. Owen Hart watching on pay per view. Watching on pay per view. I was younger. I was younger. It was something that's. You know, and when the news broke you know, and all that, and you read in the calorie sign and stuff, and I was still living medicine at the time. It was, it was definitely, it was really devastating for a lot of people. I knew, especially Canadians. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To watch the kids, watch like Fred Hart, watch Stu Hart, watch the Bulldog, Jim the Nyhart, all those guys just upset, right? It was, you know, there were heroes back then. You know, you watch them on a lot of times, regularly on shows. Regularly on shows. Funniest moment, actually, I think the funniest moment to the end, greatest moment, was when Hulk Hogan turned back to good. Because, like I said, we were waiting, waiting, waiting. We loved that song. You didn't hear that song. It's like, man, I... And then he started watching Toronto, and he started chanting his name. And he goes to Montreal. And then finally, you hear... We start ripping shirts in the bar. That's how great it was. That will be our new national anthem once I become president. Perfect. I will Perfect. vote for you, Bill. I will vote for you. Please. Please. <laughs> That's true. But funniest <laughs> moment. Maybe you guys remember. Maybe you don't. Maybe you guys remember. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. There, you had Jim Ross yeah, talking Jim to Ross, Jerry the Lawler King, Jerry and there was a mystery guy. And all of a sudden, the mystery guy's like, the mystery guy's like, I'm going in. I'm going in. And right away, I'm and back right out. Away, I'm back out. <laughs> but the shortest <laughs> Royal Rumble ever. Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> was the king. And Jim Ross. How was that oh. you? How was that he sat back down and started talking. <laughs> Who's the next guy to come out? <laughs> Who's the next guy to come out? But <laughs> who it was. And all of a sudden, he just takes his stuff off. He's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, later in the match, it's like, yeah, these lasted in there longer than you have, King. And he's like, what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> you know, and those two were, were great for each other. Yeah, they fed off each other for sure. Yeah. Off each other for How they announced and all that, it was, it was great. So, that was my, those were my three moments. Those were my three moments. So, now Dan gets his greatest moment. Dan gets his greatest moment. Okay, so... Okay, been so thinking about this. There's a couple, but this. there's a couple, but I think we gotta. I think we gotta. When Hulk and Andre WrestleMania three, WrestleMania three, mm. when he slammed him, when he slammed him. Yep. Because that match was so cool. That match was so cool. Because at the beginning he tries to slam. He tries to slam. And he goes down like a and ton of bricks. Down like a ton of bricks. And Andre's like, no was three. No was three. And then he just beat out of him the rest of the match, and then Hulk hulks yeah, up like you knew he was gonna. Like you knew he was gonna. Body slammed him. Body slammed him. One, two, three, leg drop. One, two, three, leg I'm a real drop. American. I'm Everyone's real happy. American. Everyone's so, happy. That's probably my greatest moment. Um, surprise is Macho Man winning the Macho Man WWF title at WrestleMania tournament. Over a million dollar man. Over a million dollar man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hulk, Hulk slamming him. Hulk, Hulk slamming him. That's my greatest moment. That's my Chris. greatest moment. Chris. Well, that ends our uh, well, that ends our wrestling our, uh, debate. Our wrestling debate. So, 
Hopefully you guys all have enjoyed it once you, you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys have learned something new today. Yeah. And let us know yeah. what we'll and put it up for. We'll put up what it was your greatest, worst, and funniest moment. Do you love the responses? I'm glad you didn't ask for scariest because I would have like had an answer in a heartbeat. For which one? <laughs> for which one? The scariest moment. Huh. Is that scary cherry? Is that scary cherry? <laughs> no, not no scarier than that. Wait, what, what was your scariest moment? What was your scariest moment? I'll just answer it real quick. Royal Rumble 94, Undertaker cuts the promo in the casket. Eight-year-old me was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get to sleep that night. <laughs> like, no, because like I'm sleeping on... Because this is when me and my brother, you know, we shared the same room and, and we had bunk beds. I'm, I'm sleeping on the top bunk and I get to sleep and I'm sleeping on the side. Here's a here's Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine and Undertaker's on the cover. And I'm like, crap! Turn that over, brother. Turn that over, brother. I know, right? Remember when Undertaker put Stephanie McMahon on the cross? Stephanie McMahon on the cross. That was pretty cool. Well, quote unquote cross. Not really a Not a real cross, an Undertaker cross. That's for the most messed up moment. But there's so many topics we could cover. And I know Bill's got a that wrestling show, so I guess if you ever need a guest, special guest, knows wrestling there, Bill Dan knows a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm more and and I'll even make the plug here. That wrestling show does have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash that wrestling show. We have three tiers, $1, $2, and $3. And with the $3 tier, you get immediate pay-per-view review from me within 24 hours after the show has ended. Nice. 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 And that's only for $3. To check Is that, that three dollars a month or three dollars total? Uh, three dollars a month. So yeah, support that. I mean, you guys. Yeah, I know we have a lot of wrestling fans there, so. Feels so very knowledgeable. I, he's got Bill's pictures of some of the best wrestlers out there. Best wrestlers out there. I mean, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Yeah. At some places. Yeah. I think everywhere now. I think everywhere now. Pretty much. <laughs> so if you're Canadian, that's four dollars and fifty cents. Fan exchange rate. Fan exchange rate. So oh, don't get the Canadian rate. <laughs> what is the Canadian rate, Bill? What is the Canadian rate, Bill? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Uh, Four seventy-five probably for three dollars. Uh, let me check. Uh, three dollars ninety-four cents. Oh, well, there you go. So there, for three dollars nine four cents, you can also listen to the to the tier three of that wrestling show. Yeah, not that much. It's only ninety four cents. Yeah. Yeah. I guess all our dollars are starting to become to the point where we're earnings even. Point where we're earnings even. Yeah, we're getting there. So, but before we go here, Bill, I'll give you one for you. Give me one. You give me one. What's your lock of the of the day tomorrow for Sunday? The day tomorrow for Sunday. Ooh, lock of the day. Let me look at the at the games. Uh ooh. 
I'm going to say my lock tomorrow is the Cowboys over the Giants. Cowboys over the Giants. Cowboys over the Giants. All right. I'm going my lock of the day. I'm going my lock of the day. Rays over the Astros. Rays over the Astros. Good pick. And Dan's lock of the day would be the Seahawks over the Vikings. The Seahawks over the Vikings. Oh, here comes Dan back. Dan, what would be your? I I I would second that. What would be your lock of the day? Lock lock of the day? I said Seahawks or the Vikings. I said Seahawks or the Vikings. For you, I'm shocked. For you, I'm shocked. Um. Um. Why don't we do a lock and an underdog of the day? Oh. Okay. Okay. So my underdog of the day is the Bengals. I love I love that matchup. I love that matchup. Um, I think it's nine and a half. I think it's point? nine and a half. Point? Um, twelve and a half. Oh, okay. Super oh, dog. Super dog. <laughs> Super dog. Save one. You know, if if you win, then you can put that three dollars on three dollars on Bill's wrestling show. Bill's wrestling show. There you go. Easy. Easy. Um. My lock of the day. My lock let's of the go, day. Um, let's go. Dallas, New York Giants Dallas, over. Dallas, New York Giants over. Because they don't have defense. They don't have defense in that game. So Bills with lock of the day is Dallas being the Giants. Lock of the day is Dallas being the Giants. We've got mine being the Rays being the Astros. And we got three from Dan, our special guest. Super underdog. Super underdog. Our lock of the day is the Bengals. Our lock of the day is Bengals plus 12 and a half. Plus 12 and a half. Plus the inner dog is the Bengals. Plus the inner dog is the Bengals. Plus the the Plus Giants and the, the Cowboys the going over. Cowboys going over. Easy money, people. Easy money, people. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna say my underdog will be. Ooh, this this is not an easy pick, actually. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go different. <laughs> I say my underdog pick tomorrow. Miami Heat force a seventh game. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. It. Love it. Yeah. What's the spread there right now? What's the spread there right now? Uh, that's a good question. Let me see what the spread is. Uh, Lakers five point favorite. Only five. Wow. That's Only surprising. Five. Wow. Only five. Okay. Okay. Wow. Is that a straight out win or a point a spread? Win or a point spread? I'm gonna say straight out win. Love it. And Love it. I will go. Under on the total points, they're calling for 214 and a half. Ooh. Oh, I agree with you. If, if Miami wins, it's going to be under. I think so too. I like it. Me too. Well, I, I guess if I have to do an underdog, there ain't too many more underdogs left tomorrow. Most of them are gone, but uh, you know what? J E T S, Jet, Jet, Jet. Jet, Jet, Jet. Oh, no. Not the Jets. That's my lock. Oh, oh, they're playing the Cardinals. JC, since that's what we're calling you. You know what? Um, you know I will what? give you five dollars right now if you can tell me the starting quarterback on the Joe Flacco. Okay, you win. Okay, dang. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. I had a brain freeze for a minute, and then when he said it, I was like, dang. Yeah, I had brain freeze too. I didn't know it was Joe Flacco. So, and you know what? Is that a straight up win or is that a, a, win or 
that's, a, a spread. That's, a spread. that's just a win because they probably don't have a spread because they are the underdog. But I will say one thing. Over on the Panthers and Falcons. Ooh. Sure, we took under on our ticket. We took under our ticket, but I'm looking at it. I think she's going to – the Panthers are going to win that game, but I would go over. And Atlanta has a two-touchdown lead in the fourth. Two-touchdown lead in the fourth. <laughs> Once again. Live betting again. when you're watching live the Falcons is easy money. the Falcons is easy money. <laughs> and how is Dak Quinn not fired yet? And how is Dak Quinn not fired yet? Yeah. I think one more game where they blow a lead, they will lose his job. He, loses, he blows a one-point lead, you're gone. Bill, here's my prediction. Bill, here's my prediction. Atlanta. 14-point lead in the fourth. They lose. Dan Quinn fired. Fired by the Texans on Monday. Fired by the Texans on Monday. Ooh! That's a bold take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Dang. You would be a good good coach for them, I think. Good coach for them, I think. Dan Quinn's a good coach. Good defensive coach. He's a good defensive coach. He learned from the Seahawks and Nate Romeo Cornell's the interim coach over there and he's the defensive guy. So I don't know. Maybe they want another offensive guy to come in. See what happens. Maybe. Never doubt who's gonna get fired in the offseason. Might find some some guy ready to go. Some guy ready to go. Tony Romo. Coach of the Cowboys next year. Coach of the Cowboys next year. Oh god. Tony Romo would be an excellent defensive coordinator because he knows all the plays. He knows all the plays. Yeah. Well, there I was picked on that part. I was picked there. Oh, don't drop! Oh, I dropped the ball there. We love you, Tony Romo, because you know what? You're the one of the best announcers we know. One of the best announcers we know. Yeah, and you're actually a nice person. Yeah. There's. I know this off topic, and we're rambling, but and we're rambling, but there's a YouTube video. There's a YouTube video of Tony Romo of Tony Romo criticizing Tony Romo. Criticizing Tony Romo. Some <laughs> <laughs> guy put it together. Some guy put it and together. And he takes Tony Romo broadcast to Tony Romo plays. To Tony Romo plays. And then Tony Romo throws an interception and Tony Romo is like Why did he throw that, Jim? Why did he throw that, Jim? <laughs> There's three guys there. There's three guys there. <laughs> Check it out. It's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, my. Well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Thank you, Dan, for coming over. We'll have to have you back on again sometime soon. And uh, join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast, where we have conversations quite like this. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you all again next time. Have a good week, everyone. And have a good night. Enjoy your Sunday football. Thank you. Enjoy your Sunday football. Thank you.